Hi, welcome back to Mom, Let's Talk. My affirmation today is not everyone likes you, but not everyone matters. It came to me to use that affirmation um, because I have a question. What do you do when you know that your son's therapist is wrong or not the right fit? I recently, um, let's say about December, January, my oldest son got a new therapist. And this therapist is supposed to help him through his problems. And of course, you know, For me, his therapy is private. That's his time to talk out his issues and things like that and work on things. Well, through the years that I've had my son, I know he's not doing the work and he's lying to them. And, you know, I have to allow the process. With this process that he is going through, I... I have a strong need for him to get this work done because he's now 16 and 16 leads to 17, 17 leads to 18. And how do I release my son into the world not being a whole person? Physically, he's a whole person. Mentally, emotionally, he's not. He's broken. And all I want to do is glue him back together. But I can't do the work for him. He has to do the work for himself. Well, of course, we are now in the age of the COVID-19. Therapy can't be done face-to-face at the present time. So it's done over the phone. My son is terrible with electronics and, you know... He's looking up porn. He's trying to find his mother. He's trying to make a girl be his girlfriend because he so desperately needs love. Instead of realizing he has it, he just doesn't have that romantic love that he's looking for that he also thinks is going to make him whole. Well, he's talking to his therapist and you know, I'm sitting there. He had done something and, you know, we, I talked to the therapist about it. And when he's on my phone, it's on speaker. Well, he's talking to his therapist and he's lying to the therapist and I cut in me being the parent that I am. Oh, no, don't lie to her. Blah, blah, blah. Well, the following week, The therapist asked me to make sure he has a private space so that he can be on the phone with her. I allow him to um, have a space that no one was in, but I was still in earshot. And I'm listening to this woman tell my son that her daughter has a boyfriend. And if her daughter wants to see him at three o'clock in the morning, she's going to go and see him at three o'clock in the morning. Hmm, I got to run away. And this is what he does. 
And you're going to tell him to just go and do whatever he wants because that's what he wants to do? That's not how my house is run. But I let her say it and, and it angered me. It really angered me to have someone tell my son that, which my son will twist whatever somebody say to fit his benefit. I did speak to my therapist, um, and they work out of the same office, and I, I spoke to her, and I let her know, you know, how I felt about the situation, blah, blah, blah. She had a conversation with the the lady so now she's like okay I know she's gonna be around and listening blah 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 I let time pass and I kind of give my son his space but I'm also checking in well he has therapy yesterday and through this process you know it's after his birthday so she's asking questions about his birthday and my son talks about the gifts that he got and you know me being the person that I am when I started to adopt him I wanted him to have family that he could call his own so the family that had him from five months you know they reached out they sent him cards and they sent him money and different things like that he's telling the therapist about the money that was given to him and the cards and how he had a great day, how we watched a movie together and, you know, we did all these things. Well, then he goes on to say that my boyfriend gave him a card the following day. The therapist turns and say, oh, you know your mom's boyfriend? the audacity to ask such a question and try to pry into my life. Of course, you know, that infuriates me. But she also digs in and she's like, so did your mom get you anything? Now she's asking about his biological mom. She works in the state of Illinois and she works for an agency that is contracted beyond post-adoption so she should know that in the state of Illinois an adoption is closed there's no open adoption unless I choose for his mom to see him but his adoption he doesn't need to see his mom at the present time so I proceed to tell him You need to have her clarify who she's talking about. Because I knew she was talking about his bio mom. She says, well, I mean to um, uh, step on nobody's toes or nothing like that. And I politely said, I know who I am too, my son. But I really wanted to light into her because... She tries to make you answer the way she wants you to answer. And then you're trying to pry into my life. His therapy is not about me. If you wanted to have therapy with me, you should have asked my therapist to switch places. So you can get that I'm 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 enraged. 
because you're trying to go through my son to find things out. If you want to know something about me, honey, ask me a question. Now be ready for my answer is what you need to know. So I'm I'm just at my wits end with this woman. And when I'm angered, I am not a nice person. And it takes a lot for me to get there. But what I don't understand is how do you think you can run my household and what you're supposed to be doing, you're doing eggs absolutely wrong. Because when my son spoke to you about the brutality that black people are having, you said, oh, they talking about it, but and? Like, this is not something he has to worry about. He brought it up, which you being the therapist could have expounded on that. But you just brushed him and his thoughts and his feelings aside. I don't understand. What you should be speaking to him on and getting him to work through, you're not. You're playing a game with him. You're going to waste two years of this gentleman's life playing a game, not helping him fix what his issue is. I am so happy that God is a part of my life and he gives me that that like third eye to see into the things that I need to help my son with. I am so glad that God works through me and gives me the words that need to, that my son needs. I don't force on him what I want him to say or how I want him to think. When we sit down and we talk, I ask him, how does that feel? What are your intentions? I want to provoke his thought process to process the things that he needs to work through. This therapist is asking him about rap music. Because my son seems to think he's going to have this brilliant rap career. And that's fine. If he, w- if he could put his thoughts together and speak in a way that could reach others. I will tell you, my son is a very, very wonderful young man. He j- his thought process is wrong. <clears throat> His thought process is wrong because of his beginning. And if he could fix that or understand that or come to grips with what he's feeling about that, he probably could have a dynamite rap career. But my son is so broken and he will not allow himself to be fixed. Because he feels that everything that has happened to him is his fault. We had a conversation for his birthday. While in this conversation for his birthday, for some reason my son thinks designer clothes are the end-all be-all. 
he explained to me that he wants to wear designer clothes because if he has on designer clothes, his outer appearance make you think that there's nothing wrong with him. I politely had to explain to him that putting designer clothes on is just like putting design putting designer over dirty a dirty body. If you don't wash it up or clean it up, you still dirty. He didn't get it. And we talked about it, I want to say, for about 45 minutes. He still doesn't understand it. He thinks that if he put on designer clothes, people are going to like him. If he gets a girlfriend, she's going to make him whole and she's going to make everything better. I tried to get my son and I had from day one to find out who he is. And sometimes it takes a lifetime to find out who you are. And for him, it's going to be a lifetime. But what I want him to do is love himself. Love himself in spite of what someone else has done to you. Love yourself enough to be well, be good, to be self-sufficient, to be able to get up every day and know that no matter what is going on, you love you. I will tell you, I'm well over 200 pounds. I'm probably about 250, close to 260. Most people feel that fat girls, you know, they're desperate. I look in the mirror every day. And if I don't like what's in that mirror, that means I need to fix it. Fix it however I so choose. Be it that I wear a ton of makeup, be it that I put on clothing that make me feel good. But for me, me standing in all my nakedness, I need to feel good about who that naked person is in that mirror. And let me tell you, I have alopecia. So that means I have no hair on the top of my head. Not only that, my hair only grows like a balding man from ear to ear. I have nothing on the top, nothing on the front. I shave what hair grows and I walk out of my house with nothing on my head. That's somebody that loves who they are. Regardless of what society is going to tell me to do. And when I decide I want to look cute in hair, I buy hair. I play in hair. And that's what I do. Honestly, I prefer no hair. And I prefer no hair because when you get in the shower, you want that water to run on your head and run down your body. And you want to feel everything. And I like my water nice and hot. 
So that's the best for me. I wish for my son to love himself the way I see him. But I can't tell him what I see. He has to see it for himself. He has to see himself in a light that makes him feel good. We've wasted so much time not understanding how to feel good about himself. And he's been through multiple therapists who have not touched on any of his sexual abuse because it's just now coming out at 15 and in the later parts of his 15th year. His mind suppressed his abuse so far back that when someone else said that they were abused, it triggered his. From the day I picked him up, I knew he was abused. All the clues were there. I just had to wait for that time and that place for him to reveal that. I'm taking him from therapist to therapist, from therapist to therapist. And it's I'm the real therapist because I'm the one sitting there listening and helping him understand this was not his fault. We had a conversation yesterday. And he told me because he was sexually abused, he feels dirty. He feels he needs to clean himself. He also told me that he wished he could have done something. I politely asked him, how old were you when this happened? He says, five. I said, does a five-year-old know what to do? He said, don't people teach them that? I said, were you taught how to defend yourself against the predator? He said, I don't know. And I said to him, no, five-year-olds don't know how to do that. He then explained to me that he watched this person do it to his brother as well. And he felt that he should have been able to fight this person. But I asked him, when this was happening to you and your brother, what was going on with you? He said, I was frozen. And then I reiterated to him, could you have done something? For a child, they freeze. For anyone that is being abused in that manner, you freeze. It's like time stands still. Most people feel like it's an outer body experience. You're above watching it happen to you. It's like your spirit just leaves your body. And you're there 
but you're above yourself watching it happen. My son explains to me that whoever this was that did it to him, they knew he liked hot dogs. So they explained to him, it's like a hot dog. Just suck it. And that moment, listening to my son tell me what this person used to abuse him, it infuriated me. It angered me. It saddened me. And I had every emotion. I wanted to yell, scream, cry, hug him, kiss him, just swaddle him and say, you are protected now. It just isn't real. I'm so upset that no... And and the therapist he has now knows the situation. This is what he needs to work on. He don't need to work on listening to some dang on rap music. I think your rapport with him should have... You should be there. You should have this rapport. He's opened up about this. So now you got the rapport where... He's opened up. Let's talk about it. Let's get through this. Let's get past this. Let's do this. But she's so busy trying to find fault in me. Or trying to find out what goes on in my home. I will say I am so opposite of what people perceive me to be. You know, through everything that my son has put me through, they assigned me a therapist. Upon meeting my therapist, I was very sad, very depressed, very hurt. But see, in my sadness and my depression, it doesn't last long because... I am a single parent. I cannot wallow in my sorrows. I have four children that I have to take care of. True, two of them are grown. But they still mine. They do not need to see a broken mother who cannot function. So therefore, that means I have to take my time. Do what I have to do. Which is pray really hard. Go to my prayer closet and ask my father who is above to bring me out of it because I need to be there for them. In the process of being depressed and saddened and hurt by what was going on, my thought process was, let me work through my own thing. If I'm going through this, someone else may be going through it too. That's where starting the podcast came into play. So I I, I, I explained this to my therapist. 
that I was going to start a podcast. And me and my therapist are meeting every week. She's watching me change. Go from severely depressed and upset and hurt and all of that. To someone who has focus. Who has drive. And she said, you've changed. And I explained to her, I have four children. I'm a single mom. They can't see me like this. I don't have time to sit down and and go sit in the hospital and get my thoughts together. Or, you know, go get meds and be sedated. I, I have to work. I have to provide. I have to be their sounding board. I have to be their emotional support. I have to be their therapist. I have to be the ABA therapist for my autistic son. I have to be their protector. I have to be the one who is guiding them until the Lord. You know, I have to be all of these things. So there is no time for me to sit down and wallow in what's actually happening. I have to stay focused. So for this therapist to keep trying to find something on me. Oh, you want to call DCFS too? Okay. Call them because I said something to you. See how that works. Sometimes I wish people could just walk a mile in my shoes. And tell me you could do it the way I do it or better. If you can take on all that goes on in my life and still come out of the door with a smile, knowing you are hurt and you are broken and everything that would make any other person cry. All right, I might listen. I I I I, I still can't. I cannot get past how this woman told my son, who's a runaway, that if her daughter wanted to walk out of the house at 3 in the morning to go see her boyfriend, she was going to do it? Really? And you're okay with that? Now, on the flip side of that, I would be arrested for my son walking out of my house. And I not know it. At 3 o'clock in the morning. And I'm sleeping. Because I got to get up and go to work in the morning. But yet I'm at fault for her. Who's a minor. Walking out of the house. Seriously? The system is so jacked. And the people that are actually trying to do the right thing. They get persecuted. For trying to do the right thing. I mean, I, my sole purpose of starting this podcast was because my son called DCFS on me twice. November and December. And do you know how many people came from my head on the lies that he told? It was just amazing so amazing how many people came for me 
And the record just shows that my son does a lot of stuff. And people know he lies. People know he steals. People know all of this. But because he speaks so well and he is well-mannered, where do you think he got that from? If it were not for me instilling all of this in this child and keeping it going, do you really think he would be that way? When I walk in the room, his whole demeanor changes. He has been at school acting a plum fool. And I walk in and he's, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Yada yada, da da da, and they be like, "What?" We'll go into a meeting about his behavior, and he sits still and doesn't say a word. And if he start acting like he does when I'm not there, I nip it in the bud right then and there. Change that attitude, cause that is not what is accepted. It is amazing but yet you got people that are hunters let's just call this therapist a hunter she's hunting for something that is not there it's just like the Salem witch trials she's hunting for a witch that's not there and that's fine keep hunting for a witch cause you are gonna find the evil side of me one thing I will say, my zodiac sign explains who I am. Geminis are very, very nice. But if you take them to that other side, it's hard to come back from there. And I know that to be true because you turn me into a monster. It's going to take me a while to come back. I found a meme on Facebook. That say, if you make me mad, it's going to take three to five business days for me to be unmad. Sometimes it takes me a whole month to be unmad. That means I got a lot of work to do to become unmad. And at this point, you know, I, I try to do things with the love of God. You know, I I try to do things like Martin Luther King said, turn the other cheek. I have turned my cheek to the things that this therapist has done. Now I can't sit still. Now I don't want to be bothered. Now I don't want you talking to my son. If I don't get the results that I'm looking for, by next week, I'm, I'm going to tell her, your therapy sessions are canceled with him. Tell your supervisor to call me. Because I can't do this. I, I just truly cannot do this with this woman. I do understand that, you know, there are racial boundaries. That's racial biases. That some of us cannot deal with or cannot understand because we are not a part of that culture but what we need to see each other as is 
humans, not a color, not a culture, not from a different country. We need to see each other as humans. And right now, it 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 the racism is becoming very blatant. And 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 the north used to be different where racism was very hidden in the north now they're bringing what they do in the south to the north and it's really taking a toll on northerners because they they're not they know it subtly but when you out and out right do stuff northerners can't handle it so it's really hard for a northern person to come to grips with this is the way it is but this is not where it should be in these days and times we all work hard we all do a job we all are human beings we breathe we bleed we live and we die all the same what makes anybody any different when you go to a blood bank that blood doesn't say only whites or only blacks or only Mexicans or only Koreans Japanese Chinese Filipino, Vietnamese, Puerto Rican, Cuban, Venezuelan. Those blood vials don't say anything like that. They say A, B, negative, RH, negative, you know, B positive, O positive. Those are the things that are on there. They don't categorize and segregate your blood. We had the same blood running through us. We breathe the same air. We open our eyes when the Lord opens them for us. We close them when he tells us to sleep. So why are we treated so different? And I I just, I cannot get past how this woman is treating my son, let alone trying to go through my son to find out anything about me. What I will say is that I am going to start next week's therapy with ask me what you want to know about me. Now brace yourself for what I'm about to say. As I started this session of mom let's talk not everybody's gonna like you but not everybody matters I don't seek approval from anyone but myself cause I am my truth and I am the only one who can tell my story and this is what I try to teach my children And I'm really trying to drive this hard with my son. 
Only you can tell your story the correct way. If you allow someone else to tell it, they're going to ad-lib because they can't remember it. Because they didn't live it. I want you all to enjoy life. And thank you for listening to Mom. Let's talk. Thank you.